0: Hey everybody, this is Jack Taylor, this is Hunter 2, and we are finally, finally ready to start some Going for Two with Jack Taylor. So this is a podcast that we've been wanting to start for about a year. We wanted to get it off last football season, then that kind of moved into last baseball season, and then... Uh, the coronavirus pandemic happened that has affected all of us in many different ways and so finally now getting started so just want to say thank you to you guys for listening and supporting us and just sticking with us through all of this and also really want to say a huge thank you to the bell smith
1: really early on the bell smith became our bell sponsor of going for two and we can't thank him enough for all of the patience and support he's given us
0: yeah, so the Bellsmith, he actually made us a really awesome cowbell with a microphone as the handle. So, if you want to see that bell and other bells, go check out his Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, all at uh, The Bellsmith. So, he's got some really great work.
1: Okay, today um, we're going to be introducing ourselves to y'all, talking about uh, the podcast format, talking about our team affiliations and everything, talking about our team expectations and schedule predictions.
0: All right, so, uh, like I said in the beginning, I'm Jack Taylor. This is Hunter 2 and uh, we're both students here at Mississippi State, both juniors, and we've been friends for a long time since elementary school all the way up through high school, and so this is just kind of our way of, you know, sharing our uh, sports interests, sharing some hot takes and probably some probably some cold takes along the way, just some some really bad predictions that we're gonna have, but uh, we're excited to finally be bringing this to you guys, and some of you guys have shown interest for a long time, so we're finally uh, really excited to be able to bring this to you.
1: Yeah, we should have two episodes a week at about 20 to 25 minutes. Uh, Whatever
0: y'all like, honestly, we can make it happen. Yeah. So, uh, a lot of stuff that we've done so far has just been, um, you know, kind of orchestrated by you guys. We'll do polls on Instagram from time to time that have to do with uh, content that we share. Uh, the length of our podcast even the name of our podcast was was determined by by a poll on instagram so we really do listen to what you guys think and we'll we'll mention this again at the end but if you guys have any suggestions on how we can make it better how we can tailor it more to you guys just give us uh, some suggestions at going for two on instagram or going for two at gmail.com so hunter um some team affiliations. Uh, when it comes to like college, obviously we love Mississippi State; they're our team. But uh, some pro teams. Who, who are um, you guys? In
1: the NBA, my favorite team is the Orlando Magic. Um, Disgusting. Yeah, Disgusting. it's been a tough time, uh, but we made the playoffs tw- two seasons in a row, so that's new. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, I'm a, in the NBA. I'm a big Celtics guy. I fell in love with the Boston Celtics when Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, Rajon Rondo were there, and. Um, really hadn't let it go since. So, all right, moving to the NFL. Who you got? The Washington football team. <laughs> My boy Montez Sweat is a terror
1: on the league, and he cannot be stopped.
0: Yeah, so I've, I've been uh, hearing Hunter try to restrain from saying Redskins for uh, about a month now, and it, he's, he's finally getting into it. The Washington football team is, is his team. But I'm sticking with Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. I didn't really watch much NFL football until – um, he got to the league, and I've, I've made up for it since. We saw that big comeback on Sunday against the Falcons. That's, that's a leader right there.
1: Okay, now on to MLB teams. Jack, what do you got?
0: I've got the team of the 90s. The, the Atlanta Braves are my team. Haven't seen too much success from them uh, postseason-wise in my lifetime, but um, I love the Braves. Hoping to see them have some success in the postseason this year. So Hunter, in all your baseball knowledge, can you tell us who your favorite MLB team is?
1: Yeah, uh, I have the Atlanta Braves as well. I'm not a massive baseball fan, I always try to be, but yeah, it's just the Braves.
0: Yeah, so we were trying to get Hunter more acquainted with baseball, he got to experience the Starkville Super Regional last year, which um, we'll talk a little bit, little bit more about that in a second, but uh, yeah, that was, that was a pretty good first big weekend for Hunter in baseball, so... So with that being said, uh, I think I might have just mentioned yours, Hunter. But your favorite MSU sports moment?
1: Yeah, I was here for the 2014 Auburn Mississippi State game, uh, okay. but I wasn't a Mississippi State fan yet. I uh, only became a state fan in 2017.
0: We finally got Hunter away from the LSU. Um, Go Tigers! Finally got him away from all that, and I was extremely jealous when he went to that game. I was I was in Laurel, uh, not at not at the 2014 Auburn game, so.
1: Yeah, um, but the Super Regional last year against Stanford would have to be my uh, favorite Mississippi State memory. Uh, Mac's home run. Uh, Jack did say, I will
0: cry if Mac hits a home run right here. And guess what happened right after that? No. Tears. <laughs> tears ran down my eyes as Mac was uh, getting yelled at by a first-base umpire. But, uh, yeah, I've, I've got some pretty fond memories, um, Mississippi State football, but that one's got to be king for me. Um, the Stanford Super Regional, um, I mean, me and Hunter had some pretty cool tickets for the first game and um, got to sit up on the, the rooftops of the loft. And then uh, next game, watching Max home run from right behind the plate. That was that was a sight to see. That was, that was an incredible moment for me. Um, and so, Hunter, one more question for you before we get into our team expectations this year. If Mississippi State was to win a national championship in any sport, what would it be?
1: I'd have to go football for me. I just think everyone knows who wins the football national championship so yeah it's pretty easy yeah
0: uh i think it's pretty safe to say college baseball kind of gets swept under the rug in between um you know College football, college basketball with March Madness, college baseball just kind of falls in between everything, and, and it's in the summertime, so a lot of people just don't pay attention to it. But uh, I think Mississippi State baseball that would have to be mine. Uh, you know, we've we've got everything else, we've got the best stadium, we've got history. We're just missing a national championship, and and just personally, I think it would be more accessible for me to go to that game. You know, can't can't reasonably spend thousand dollars on a ticket to a football game, but I can spend fifteen bucks to get a general admission ticket in Omaha. So. But, uh, all right, so let's get into some 2020 Mississippi State football. What you got for me, Hunter? Uh,
1: Well, unlike a lot of people, uh, I am very high on Coach Leach in his first season. I think that the air raid has worked everywhere it's been. Um, I think it's going to be pretty easy to install for wide receivers and quarterbacks, and if it's installed, it's going to work well. It's all mostly dependent on our wide receivers and offensive line. What do you think about the?
0: I'm looking forward to it. So I've, I I heard Mike Leach in the rumors, you know, around the time, um, you know, we were we were looking for a coach, and I was so excited when I heard that name, and not really because I knew much about his offense, but I really just knew he was a weird guy. I knew he was funny, and uh, going from a pretty emotionless coach in the last couple of years to somebody that at least bring a little bit of excitement, you know. Um, I think Jomo brought some excitement, only right before he he, he left. So. Uh, uh, I'm excited to see a coach that will bring fire from the start. So so we've just now, um, in the last hour or so, found the depth chart for this year. It was just posted today. And uh, what, are, what are some surprises for you, Hunter? Um, well,
1: first of all, um, KJ and Will Rogers are co-starters. Uh, yeah, I,
0: I, I was not expecting that at all.
1: I don't think we need to read into that that much. I think we all know that KJ is going to be the starter.
0: Yeah. I would hate a situation like um, Tommy Stevens come in with Jomo and just He's been an understood starter. I didn't want that to be the case because I wanted K.J. To, to be challenged. I wanted there to be an opportunity for Will Rogers to get in there. But I think the, the veteran experience, and, and we, we've seen what K.J. Costello did at Stanford. Like He's a baller, and he's, he's a leader. So I think, I think he'll bring the same energy to Starkville. Uh, I think he will be the, the main guy. You know The depth chart can say one thing, but when it gets into play, I, I think K.J.'s our guy. and He's, he's going to be getting the most snaps. One thing we can be sure of is that Garrett Schrader will not be getting
1: starting reps at quarterback this year in the air raid, so yeah. take that however you want it. Wide receiver Schrader has arrived.
0: Okay, I, I may be alone in saying this, but I'm so excited for this. I, I think uh, it's pretty safe to say that, we'll, uh, that uh, Garrett Schrader is an athlete. You know, he very, very fast guy coming out of high school, and, and we saw some athletic ability coming last year. You know, uh, can't forget the Kansas State hit where he jumped up, got hit, and fell from um, like something like two stories or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like 22 feet high or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it it's crazy. I didn't watch the movie, but uh, it sounds like that, that was crazy. Um, one of the craziest plays I've ever seen live, and he just popped right back up. It's like he went to the Nick Fitz school of just getting up after getting hit. And uh, so I was really, I'm really excited to see how he does and just being physical as a wide receiver. And just just having wide receivers is going to be a lot of fun this year. Just having having a having a room full of those guys is going to be fun. So Hunter, um, your your personal player of the year, just one one guy that's going to stand out among the rest. Who you got?
1: My personal player of the year is this year is going to be Kylan Hill. Surprise,
0: uh, surprise. There yeah, I think
1: I think he's going to be running against a lot of like six or seven man boxes, and we've seen what happens when he gets the ball in space. Um,
0: yeah, he just hurdles people for no reason. He's
1: electric. Um, yeah, I think he's going to get some good film in for the NFL draft. I, he has great hands. We already know that. He's fast and physical. Yeah. So I'm very excited for, to
0: watch that. Yeah, I mean, I've seen on Twitter just ever since Mike Leach got there, uh, Kylan Hill has been tweeting different emojis and different tweets just saying that his his offenses, or his or skill set is really just going to thrive in this offense. So I'm excited to see that. And we also saw his name a lot in the offseason season come up with all the controversy surrounding the state flag he was a vocal leader for for the state and uh, especially the university um, just in in getting that changed and so I'm excited to see if in November if that new flag gets um, voted in if we'll see him run onto the field at Davis Wade with a state flag in his hands that would be that would be pretty cool well with that being said though my uh, player of the year uh, I'm moving to the wide receiver side and I'm going to go with Tyrell Shavers the Alabama transfer who uh, according to the depth chart, is the number one guy out wide, and so he he beat out Osiris Mitchell and Caleb Ducking for that job. So, really excited to see that. You know, a guy that we really didn't didn't hear much about over the offseason, I mean, you can't hear much about guys when media isn't allowed at uh, at practices and scrimmages. But uh, Tyrell Shavers is a big guy, six six, and coming from Alabama, there's got to be some talent there. So I'm excited to see him play, and just really excited to have a have a receiver again that has a potential to be a, you know, 700 to 1,000-yard guy, and I think we have a few of them.
1: So. Yeah. A lot of our wide receiver room is like 6'6 or 6'5, which is just insane to look at. It looks like we have a basketball team yeah.
0: at wide receiver. And so just thinking about the wide receiver and kind of history at Mississippi State, just recently we've had guys, we had Fred Ross, you know, Jamion Lewis was it was a guy that we can look back and think, Chad Bumpus in about 2010, 2009 or so. Uh, th- those have been guys that have gotten up around 700 to 1,000 yards, but you know this year is our first year, obviously with the air raid, to have multiple of those guys, and we've had one one guy per year, and also Deronya Wilson forgot to mention him, and so now we just have a whole room full of guys with that upside, and I think uh, with KJ Costello, we have a guy that can get the ball to him pretty pretty frequently. You know? So that brings us to our schedule prediction for this year. So as we're looking, obviously we have a 10-game schedule. Every team that we play is going to be in the SEC, so no no real off weeks. I mean, no no games that we can take for granted. And we're starting that off Saturday in Death Valley against LSU. So what you got there for me, Hunter? Uh,
1: even though LSU has one returning starter, I feel like it's going to be a really, really good game, um, but I have us losing by like one score.
0: I think this is a really weird game because it's our first uh, experience seeing us uh in the Mike Leach era and it's the first time seeing L S U in the post Joe Burrow era. So we'll see if they can continue to look like a championship team or not. I have this as a loss, um, but, you know, it's a, it's a weird time to go into Death Valley, you know. It's a day game there with not as many fans as usual, so we'll see if, if that if Death Valley has the similar effect as it usually does. And um, still giving us a loss, maybe ten or fourteen point loss, but I, I think we'll cover the twenty point underdogs that we are. So Uh, moving on to arkansas which will be a home opener for mississippi state that's the the first game that we'll see here in starkville and that'll be on october 3rd so what you thinking there?
1: Uh, i think we're going to get a win against arkansas and i think it'll be a big win all
0: right so i mean how many points you talking there you think we're going to score in the 70s (laughs) maybe maybe high (laughs) 60s low 70s okay i like i like the optimism i can really tell you haven't been a state fan for too long so uh, i i'm also giving us a win here you know it is against Arkansas. Uh, they usually give us a little bit of trouble, but um, I think we'll handle this one. First home game in the Mike Leach era will be a big win for the Dogs. So following that, we're going to go to Kentucky, and uh, this is always a weird one, so what are your thoughts?
1: I have us coming out of Kentucky with a win. Um, I don't know how we're going to get it, but I just feel confident that we're going to get a win against Kentucky, even though it's the weirdest game on our schedule.
0: All right, so obviously Kentucky is our SEC East kind of rival, if you will. Um, They're they're a team we play every year, and sometimes we've dominated it. You know, We didn't lose a game against them from 09 to 15, and then in the last four years, we've We've split that series, so it's always a weird one going in, and um, I'm actually giving us a loss this year, so uh, we're not going to have a, a Willie Gay pick six to really jump start us this year, and that was really, that was the biggest part of the game last year against Kentucky, so uh, really thinking that we're just going to drop that game. Okay, next up on the list is
1: Kellen Mond's 14th game in Mississippi <laughs> State. Um, it just feels like that. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you have for that game, Jack? Um... I'm just, I'm just sticking to the fact that we have not lost to Texas A&M in Starkville since Johnny Menzel was here. We were wearing those, those awful-looking snowball uniforms, and that wasn't a good game for us. But since then, Texas A&M has come in here as the number four team in the country. Uh, they've come in here, when we've been on some really down times, and we've, we've always seemed to, to pull out a victory since, uh, since 2012, maybe. And so I'm thinking it's another win in Starkville for us.
1: Yeah, I think we get a win here, too. Uh, then we have our off week, and um, luckily we don't have Joe Moorhead anymore to lose by forty the week after an off week. So we have Bama up next.
0: So um, what do you think is going to happen there? Um, there are there are some games on this on this schedule that I can really see going either way. I see some some pretty confident wins and uh, some pretty confident losses, and this is for sure the first confident loss that I see on our schedule. So.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I just think Alabama's offense is going to be too much for our uh, defense, and there's really just no way around that.
0: Yeah, I just can't see any way around it. Uh, Next up, we have Vanderbilt. And what do you have about this? one? Uh, Like I was just mentioning, the confident losses that we have on the schedule, there's also some confident wins. This is one of them, and uh, I know when you're a Mississippi State fan or a fan of any team, I guess, there are no such thing as just absolute absolute in a schedule but this has got to be one for me it, it's a win no, no question about it yeah it's a win for me too all right moving on to what could be just a, a pretty big toss-up at, at the moment it's a toss-up for me but the Auburn Tigers coming to start for.
1: um as long as Bo Nix doesn't purposely underthrow a ball <laughs> to win the game I,
0: I give us the win in this one uh yeah yeah. All right. So I mean, Bo Nix, uh, as you know, he's the starter at um, Auburn. It'll be his second year, and he started last year as a true freshman. Uh, started with a pretty, pretty incredible underthrown ball against Oregon. Uh, ended up winning uh, against Alabama to close out that freshman year. So that was a, that was a big time year for him. Should be good again this year. But um, Hunter, you giving us the win? I'm giving us a loss there. So. Mm-hmm. That's gonna that's that's gonna be how it goes on that, and then going to Georgia the next week.
1: Yeah, even though Jamie Newman's not there, I think that we still get a loss against Georgia.
0: Yeah, so just like the Alabama game, I'm I'm pretty confident we're gonna lose this game. Uh, I had some high, high high hopes the last time we went into Sanford Stadium uh, in 2017. We were coming off of a pretty big win against LSU, and then Jake Fromm pulled a flea flicker on us, and um, so that that kind of ruined ruined. Anything, any confidence I had against us beating Georgia, and uh, that's going to continue this year. We're not beating Georgia. All right, so it's not the last game on the schedule. It's the Egg Bowl, and we're not playing them in the last week. What you got?
1: I will be very intrigued to see what quarterback Lane Kiffin starts. Uh, will it be John Rice Plumley or will it be Matt Corral? Um, and honestly. I think it really depends on uh, who's starting. I don't think that they can beat us with a two QB system, because when you have two QBs, you have no QBs. Yep. What do you
0: got? So you see, I'm very intrigued. Um, but, you know, you've got, on one hand, you have a guy that can really throw the ball. Matt Corral, I mean, say what you want about him, but the, the dude can throw. And John Rice just can't. You know, he can play the piano pretty well, but and he can run. Fast in everything that he does. Yeah, he's fast as lightning. But I'm just not sure if he's, he's going to be the guy for them this, this year. So it is the Egg Bowl. You know, it doesn't matter if a team is ranked number one or if if one of the teams is 0 and 11. This game could really go either way every year. But uh, I'm giving us a win here. You are 200. Yeah. All right. And that's going to move us to the last week of the year, and that is going to be the Missouri Tigers. So they have avoided Starkville since they've joined the SEC. They've played us one time in Columbia, but finally, finally coming to Davis-Wade Stadium. You have them getting a victory here. Yeah, this is the game that I'm least excited for on the year. Um,
1: I know absolutely nothing about Mizzou. I haven't heard anything out of them. They got Kelly Bryant last year. He transferred there for a bowl ban. It's a bold strategy, but uh, yeah.
0: yeah, for that reason, got, I, got our I, hopes up for him and then yeah. just went to Missouri. Yeah, he, so. he came to a game here.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I have this being a win for us.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a win for me too. I think they're out of Kelly Bryant's, they're out of Drew Locks, and uh, unless they just surprise us with, with some crazy athletic at quarterback, I think we've got a win here. And that will leave me with a schedule at 5-5 uh, five and five in the regular season. Hunter, you've got us at 7-3. and three. Yeah, optimistic so, as always. Pretty optimistic. You, you, you really like getting hurt, don't you? Mm-hmm. All right, so um, that will leave us with an off week on December the 12th, and then the SEC championship game will be December the 19th. Uh, any prediction on that game?
1: Uh, I think this is pretty easy. I think it's going to be Alabama versus Florida. And I have Florida winning that game. Dan Mullen's doing it.
0: All right. Dan Mullen is finally winning the big game. He's winning it. This is not as... uh, I'm not as confident on this one as Hunter is. You know, I think Georgia really has a case to be there for the fourth year in a row. Uh, Not really any question for me on Alabama being there. I don't think there's enough in the SEC West to test them, but... um, I think it could be Georgia or Florida. I'm gonna give the nod to my man, Dan Mullen. Um, no, no love lost there when he left the Bulldogs. Uh, I think he really could could win the big game. I mean, if anybody out of the East is gonna win the SEC Championship, it's gonna be Florida with Kyle Trask there at quarterback. So we do know for a fact that the college football playoff will be played, but no official word about bowl season. So it's really up to whoever's in charge of that to to know if Mississippi State will make our 11th straight bowl. That's, that's really crazy to say. I think the GPA saved us there one year. But <laughs> but that is all that we have for the schedule right now. Every week um, on Thursdays usually, we're going to do a more in-depth of, of each game, of each week. And so you'll we'll be able to talk more about stats Then once we have stats to talk about. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for that day. So
1: so now we can move on to Instagram questions. We tried to get in some, but uh,
0: only two people sent in real questions. So yeah. Uh, yeah, so we, we want relevant questions. We want something that is appropriate enough to be put on this podcast. So uh, we, we did narrow it down to two of them. So Hunter, uh, why not you read these for us?
1: From Nathan Taylor, uh, is KJ at all SEC this year?
0: Um, assuming that he does get the majority of the stat snaps, I think that he has a really good chance of throwing for probably 3,500 yards in a 10-game year, throwing 350 yards a game. I think he's got a good chance to put up some of the most um, passing yards that we've seen in a long time.
1: So, yeah, I think he's going to lead the SEC, and uh, with that being said, I think he'll be all SEC.
0: Yeah, I'm excited about that. You know, you could have a guy like Kellen Mond in his in his 19th season, 19th of, season of- at, at Texas A&M. Could be a Heisman year, could be another mediocre year for A&M. But, uh, yes, we do think that KJ will be all SEC this year. And the next question, uh, it's kind of steering a little bit away from college football, but Drew Robinson wants to know what our World Series prediction on is.
1: I have the Atlanta Braves versus the Chicago White Sox.
0: Buying into the White Sox hype. Okay. White Sox hype. Okay. Uh, so um, being a homer for the Atlanta Braves, I'm going to do the same. I have the Atlanta Braves playing the Tampa Bay Rays in this one. So some former Diamond Dogs there, Hunter Renfro and Nate Lowe, going to lead the Tampa Bay Rays through the AL – and uh, and win a World Series against the Braves. That's what I'm going with. All right, so that's going to bring us to the end of our podcast. If you guys, uh, once again, if you guys have any uh, recommendations, any suggestions or questions about our podcast, uh, just anything that we can do to make it better or make it more tailored to you guys, uh, please let us know on Instagram at goingfor2 or on our email at goingfor2 at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much, and we'll see you on Thursday.